I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that.
life in this physical plane. But nothing can restrain the love. You just have to claim the love. Yes, make no mistake. There is life in abundance for all to partake. So war is redundant and hate is futile. But too many put feelings Nothing can restrain the love. You just have to claim it. 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 You just have to claim the
joyous, joyful exaltation to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesdays. I'm your host, Mariama Tene, and I'm so glad that you're here this evening, humbled and blessed. Theme is word sound power. Word sound power. 528 hertz, a love frequency. Sonic resonance, acoustic resonance, and climactics, part one. We're going to explore how the resonance of our sound and our power can change our dynamic, so saith the Lord. We're going to start off in the praise up. And we're going to look to the Bible for the theme, word, sound, power. I'm going to start off in Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Joshua 6.20. So the people shouted, when the priest blew the trumpets. So the people shouted when the, when the priest blew the, blew the trumpet. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet that the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him. And they took the city. John seventeen seventeen. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Acts 1, 8. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, power and of love and of a sound mind. Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Colossians 3.17 And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God and thy Father by him. Psalm 19.14 My grandmother used to always say this one. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So you see, the word sound power is embedded. We just have to know how to release it. 
and the science behind it. Let's do some reasoning on it. We're going to take a music moment, and we'll come back with Word Sound Power, 528 Hertz, Sonic Resonance, Chimactics, Part 1. Reaches the center, feeding your cerebral with my lexicon for center. Activate electrons with inflections in my sentence. I'm an anomaly, commonly mistaken by aesthetics to be human, but I'm rumored to be alien. My genetics and improvement on the gene pool. I'll lead you like Harriet into freedom from hell into Eden. Reprieve from the, the demons. demons. Pentagrams and coke lines, a dope rhyme from broke minds. You look up for science and drop his and quote mine. My liquid swords cut deep like the ocean floor, exposing underbellies. I'm exactly what you're hoping for. Open core, vibrated 528 bars of pure love with a snare line and 808. Hate to leave you hanging on the 16 with no hooks. Sometimes the best lines are left to expire in the notebook. Demon, destroyer.
This world and in this philosophy. 
grace and blessings, God brings new life in me. Okay, so now we're going to move forward into the word sound power of it all. In 1370 BC, the Bible mentioned already the mechanical resonance of sound. When the trumpet sounded and the army shouted loud, the city wall of Jericho collapsed. When the trumpet sounded and the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. Right? Joshua 6.20. Mechanical resonance is the tendency of a mechanical system to respond at greater amplitude when the frequency of its oscillations matches the system's natural frequency of vibration. It's resonance or resonant frequency that it does at other frequencies. It may cause violent swaying emotions and even catastrophic failure in improperly constructed structures, including bridges, buildings, and airplanes. It's actually a phenomenon known as resonance disaster. So see, frequencies carry a huge power that it can affect things mechanically and it can affect things holistically. Right? Most ancient cultures use the seemingly magical power of sound to heal. Sound healing had almost disappeared in the West until the 1930s when acoustic researchers discovered ultrasound and its medical properties. With this discovery, research burgeoned, and today the ancient art of sound healing is rapidly developing into a new science. I personally use an ultrasound wand um, when I have pain because I have fibromyalgia and sacroiliitis. And so I noticed when I was going to physical therapy, they used the ultrasound wand, and your insurance covers things like TENS units and back braces and ultrasound wands. So for those that are interested, you know, the next time you go to physical therapy, ask the therapist and they can order it for you. Or you can call your insurance company and find out what vendors that they work with because it's a less evasive treatment and it's using the frequencies that are, you know, in the air to help dissipate the muscle tension in the area of the sand. And so... There is now a mass of research into, into the healing benefits of ultrasound, including its use of breaking up kidney stones and even shrinking tumors. In addition, infrasound and audible sound are now recognized as having immense healing properties. The Aboriginal people of Australia are the first known culture to heal with sound. Their modern name, didgeridoo, has been used as a healing tool for the last 40,000 years. The Aborigines healed broken bones, muscle tears, and illnesses of every kind using their enigmatic musical instrument. Interestingly, the sounds emitted by the uh, the there's another tool that they use called the called the the yadaki, and um, it's in alignment with modern sound healing technology. So the modern technology is looking to the past, just like I've spoke about in the technology segment, how they're using, you know, and mapping the brain 
to make, you know, neuro electro engineering and things of that nature. Okay, so it's becoming apparent that the wisdom of the ancients was based on sound, <laughs> pun intended, principles over sand. The Egyptians and the Babylonian cultures used drums and rattles, two of the earliest known musical instruments. The low frequency sounds from drums and ultrasound created by rattles are both now known to accelerate healing. Overstand. The rattle. The simple rattle can accelerate healing. A Greek traveler, Demetrius, who was circa 200 BC, wrote that the Egyptians used vowel sounds in their rituals. And for those that want to go deeper into the word sound power of it all, I suggest the Codex of Bruce or the Bruce Codex. And um, there's a chapter called E-O-U, right? It's, oh, I'm sorry, it's I-E-U, I-E-U. And it breaks down, you know, the letters in a more substantial way to help you connect the dots. And so so in in, um, Egypt, when the priests sing hymns to the gods, they sing with seven vowels, in due succession, and the sound has such an, uh, 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 a big dynamic feeling that the men listen to it instead of the flute or the, or, the, um, or the lyre. So the sound that they made with their voices, using the vowels and the intonations, was even more pleasing to the ear than a musical instrument. So the healing chapter... And Thebes, which was dedicated to Amenhotep, all right, defied healing saint closely associated with Imhotep, who was largely recognized under the title physician. So Imhotep's repute was so tremendous that 1,500 years after his death, the Greeks identified him with their healing god, Alcipius. So these two defied Imhotep, son of Hapu, and Mhoti were usually worshipped together in the same Egyptian healing temples. And so the acoustic research in the temples provided strong evidence that the Egyptians designed their chapters and burial chambers to be reverberant in order to enhance ritualistic chants. And um, Pythagoras, which is, you know, math and um, science, and music circa 500 BC is credited to being the first person to use music as medicine. The flute and the lyre were two of the primary instruments used by Pythagoras and his followers for healing purposes. He's also credited with being the first to understand musical intervals from his work with the, with the, um, with the monochord, which is a single stringed instrument in which the string tension was established by a fixed rate. So Pythagoras considered that music contributed greatly to health if used in the right way. He called this method musical medicine. You know, so we have to look at the frequencies that we surround ourselves with musically on a deeper level and what it's doing to our body. So resonance may be the most important principle of sound healing and has various definitions, you know, um, 
Frequency of vibration is the most natural to a specific organ or system, such as the heart, liver, or lungs, like I spoke about in the prior two weeks with the seven chakras and the um, the way that the organs were identified with the different chakras. And I also mentioned which different musical notes and tones and instruments would help to heal. And this is where this comes in, you know. So, so the innate frequency is known as prime resonance. Prime resonance. Okay? Prime resonance. So everything in this universe, including you, is vibrating at a frequency. And this is because you and everything around you is energy. The energy of the earth vibrates at 528 hertz frequency, which is the same frequency as love, the universal healer. The frequency of 528 hertz is believed to be so powerful that it can help repair and restore DNA damage, bring peace and harmony, and restore equilibrium to everything around it. 528 hertz is the sound of love. However, there are many conspiracy theorists out there that believe that modern-day music, TV commercials, and the like are programmed at a lower and unnatural 440 hertz frequency, which is designed to stimulate fear, sickness, and oppression. The theory is that the 440 hertz frequency was adopted during the Nazi regime in order to control prisoners and lower their consciousness. Then in 1940s, the U.S. introduced 440 hertz as a standard frequency, allegedly. 440 hertz is an unnatural tuning frequency, and according to Dr. Leonard Horowitz, the music industry features this imposed frequency that is hurting populations into greater aggression psychosocial agitation, emotional distress, predisposing people to physical illness. Now, this is from Dr. Leonard Horowitz. When your environment and your body begins vibrating at a lower or at an unnatural frequency, it can cause illness throughout your body, mind, and spirit. In fact, illness often manifests on an energetic level first and then moves to the physical level. It is believed that when your body is in harmony, it vibrates at around 62 to 68 hertz. And anything lower than this can contribute to a weakened immune system. Colds and flus are believed to start at around 58 hertz, whereas cancer can appear around 42 hertz. And when I was researching this, this was blowing my mind. Like, you know, there's resonance and measurement levels for cancer and frequency dynamics. Overstand. Before, te- before death takes hold, your energy is also to believe to dip below 20 hertz. So there are many factors that can lower your vibration, including negative thoughts being, or being surrounded by negative people, watching violent horror movies, watching TV in general, electromagnetic frequencies from cell phones, computers, radiations from microwaves, Wi-Fi connections, stress, anger, anxiety, poor diet, GMO foods and processed foods, exposure to household cleaning chemicals and pesticides, smoking, alcohol, and drugs. So famous physicist Nikola Tesla also researched energetic frequencies and claimed that if we could eliminate certain frequencies that interfere with our bodies, then we could lower the chances of disease. Now, for those that don't know who Nikola Tesla is, I, I, I really strongly suggest you look up that name, Nikola, N-I-K-O-L-A, Tesla, T 
T-E-S-L-A. The car is named after him. You know, he followed the, 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 the blueprint left by the Egyptians and learned how to harness free energy. You know, and so look into Nicholas Tesla. And so just like certain frequencies bring about diseases, there are other frequencies that stimulate healing and regeneration. So these frequencies are known as the Solfeggio scale, Solfeggio with two Gs, which is believed to have been used in ancient sacred music and also in Gregorian chants. Each Solfeggio tone is designed to balance the energy of your body in order to keep it in perfect harmony. So the six main tones are 396 hertz, which liberates guilt and fear to help you achieve your goals. 417 hertz helps to deal with change and removes old patterns and habits. 528 hertz, love and DNA repair, and is believed to bring about miracles. 741 hertz helps to solve problems and express yourself, also a powerful cleanser. 852 hertz awakens, allows you to see the truth, develops intuition. 936 hertz reconnects you to oneness and light. And so another powerful healing frequency is 432 hertz. And this is believed to help induce a meditative state, stimulate the heart chakra, and bring harmony to the body. Studies have also found that listening to music at 432 hertz frequency can help stimulate calmness and happiness. So just by listening to these frequencies, either through music, Tibetan singing bowls, gongs, tuning forks, you can begin to stimulate healing. However, there are some techniques. There's a vibrational technique, you know, where essential oils and flower essences, homeopathic medicines are believed to hold powerful vibration and frequency. And so the most potent essential oil is rose and has been measured at 320 hertz, followed by lavender, which is measured at 118 hertz. So most fresh herbs also have a frequency of 20 to 27 hertz. Organic farm and fresh foods. Fresh organic foods seem to have the highest frequency, ranging from 20 to 27 hertz. To put it in perspective, certain GMO foods and processed foods have a frequency of zero hertz. So they're giving us food with zero frequency. Overstand. So gems and crystals each gem and crystal emits its own frequency, its own unique frequency that work in harmony with our human magnetic fields. So the frequency of a crystal will depend on its clarity, cut, and how it's been processed. So some high-frequency gems and crystallines include um, penafidelite, diamond, quartz, danborite, moldavite, tanzanite, sapphire, and brookite. And positive thoughts, positive thoughts carry a vibration of 10 to 15 hertz. Overstand. Positive thoughts have a frequency, okay? 10 to 15 hertz. So it's easy to see how your thoughts can quickly affect your overall energy and well-being. Meditation, chanting, and deep breathing. You know, um, deep breathing during meditation can also help raise your vibration. And nature. Spending time in nature is a great way to harmonize your energy and bring equilibrium to your body. 
earthing, which requires you to walk barefoot on the grass, is also a great way to reconnect with the energy of the earth. You know, we are all energy, so it makes sense that the different energies around us um, can influence on us physically, emotionally, and also on a spiritual level, you know. So that's something to really consider, you know. I mean, positive thoughts, 10 to 15 hertz, you know, food with no frequency, you know, when organic food gives you 20 to 27 hertz. You want to enhance your frequency so you can manifest, overstand. You have to pay attention to the field surrounding us on a existential, metaphysical level and look at it as real and tangible and modify, you know, and enhance where we can, as much as we can. You know, everything has a frequency at which it naturally resonates. Prime resonant frequency, PRF. At this frequency, an object absorbs energy more readily. Each component of the body has its own PRF, cells, organs, and bones. You know, so the PRF of a whole person is 7 to 10 hertz. So we have to build up on these 10s and put 5 on 20 and 20 on 40, you know, so we can resound. And make manifest miracles in our lives, you know, because we're not using the word sound power in a way. And so just researching this has just opened my mind in so many levels of, you know, even the sound of your voice. You know, is it is it pleasing to you? Are you stressing yourself when you speak? Are you sending out stress and energy in your tone? You know? Sometimes it's not what you say, but how you say, right? All of that is is really needs to be fine-tuned within yourself, and there's nothing wrong with that, fine-tuning yourself. That's what we're here for. So we're going to come back next week with part two of Word Sound Power, 528 Hertz, Sonic Resonance, and Chimactic. I hope your eyes are open stimulated the third eye to look deeper inward. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
rising, titles and traditions, rise above the enemies, think our listen now. Your intention, your intention, 
form, I'm dual in my spirit, so one and one all four, I'm square rooted to the core. These cats be like, like angel cake, I'm 3.14. With algebraic tactics, you couldn't solve me with a smart board and practice. I move with guerrilla warfare, lip gloss, nappy hair, and dirty Guerrera jacket. I am living mad, backed by proportions complementary to the gods. I am absolute value and square rooted to the heart. This is no facade. I study hard with ancestors who roll in heavy rotation. They speak in tongues which proceed the flood and build off the scientific notation. I am living mass. And they ask me for a new poem as if anything has changed. Like synonyms for the same sad song sung the dead receive an encore. They ask me for something more. Something maybe sexy, something sane, nothing rhyming, something neo-coon and auto-tune, the prophecy wrapped in pork casing. Lacings and trimming neatly inserted into braille, as if the truth is in need of a veil. Like Sean Bell wasn't Rodney King, and like Rodney King wasn't Emmett Till. And like the sun didn't set the same time last time, when we were merely atoms and atoms didn't exist. But they want something souped up. Heat and eat Campbell Street punchline and cooped up. Marching band and trooped up. No regard to how very hard it was to get this message puked up. But I am living mass. I am a brown skin flower. Deep rooted in attributes and these skid marks on light years. Rebirth from the afterbirth of 12 tribes and 7 sins. My lifetime is a cliff note. A notebook holds my center. I break down for break fast and sponge bath and God's placenta. Like easy breezy color girl, contrary to Brandy's lump sum. Most real men want some, most men don't get none. I still be that sketch all girl Negro with the ill pop lock. High toxic, caprini green, Nazarene by bloodline, Magladine by waistline. Sip, Manishet with wine as I grind grapes with my feet to the baseline. Find me on my downtime, giving birth to sister Rose, seven sisters corn rolls now. Sell that to death poetry. And after this CD, I ain't got no more CDs. I'm giving my last one away for free to a bastard child. She can finally serve her dreams. And I ain't got no business cards. It's hard to book a book. Besides, these venues be off the hook. Paying profits and pennies supposed to pay for pushing the prophecy. But I will break you up properly. Spit hollow tips righteously to rip right through your monopoly. Probably. Now I'll need a hook for this shit. Caesar cut baller swagger. Balls enough to carry if I wanted to Act for straighten out the attitude By those whose backbones needed perms Bothered by the lack of kink in my posture Flat iron stands with tight naps Dancing on follicle floors Scuffing up my scalp with residual ancestry This is me Cuh, not your average cup of tea Been told to let the hair grow So I can show folks what it's like To look like a real woman Two X chromosomes wasn't enough proof These fools requested what they call 
Blessings and grace. No hook needed, right? We're going to go forward into your go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. We're going to start off with some good news. Did you know that a new treatment for breast cancer was recently discovered by a black woman? Sierra Leone National Sandra Musujusu, a student of African University of Science and Technology, is reported to have made a breakthrough when she discovered an alternative treatment for breast cancer. According to Tribune Online NG, Sandra's research uses micromolecular science and is aimed at developing biodegradable polymer material, which could be used as alternative for the treatment of breast cancer in the near future. My research is actually centered on the development of biodegradable polymers, which is great, so then you don't have to go back in and take anything out. It just, it, it just degrades into the body naturally. Biodegradable polymers for treatment of breast cancer, Sandra said. She has plans to focus on triple negative breast cancer, which she says is the aggressive subtype of breast cancer that is common of women of African ancestry. I believe there is a bright future for Africa, and as a woman, there is much more we can do if we are empowered. This award given to me by PMAI has empowered me to face my studies with more confidence and actually contribute to the frontier of knowledge and move Africa forward, she said. So big ups and blessings to Sandra Musajusu, who developed a brand new treatment for treating breast cancer, the most aggressive type. Blessings and strength to her continued endeavors. Also, on some positive news, private student loan debts are being wiped away as ownership paperwork goes missing. Okay, so thousands of people who took out private loans for college are rejoicing because many of them are getting their debts wiped away. The New York Times is reporting that judges have been dismissing lawsuits filed by creditors against former students since certain documents which prove ownership of the loans have mysteriously gone missing. The sum of all these loans is about $5 billion. Via the New York Times, okay, at the center of the storm is one of the nation's largest owners of private student loans, the National Collegiate Student Loan Trust. It is struggling to prove in court that it has the legal paperwork showing ownership of its loans, which were originally made by banks and then sold to investors. National Collegiate Lawyers warned in a recent legal filing as news of the servicing issues and the trust's inability to produce the documents needed to foreclose on loan spreads, the likelihood of more defaults rises. So National Collegiate is the umbrella name for 15 trusts that hold 800,000 private student loans, totaling $12 billion. So more than $5 billion of that debt is in default, according to court filings. The trusts aggressively pursue borrowers who fall behind in their bills across the country. They have brought at least four new collection cases each day on average, more than 800 so far this year, and tens of thousands of lawsuits in the past five years. So this is um, a blessing for those that are able to get it dismissed. You know, they, they, um, they took the chance. And they did all the subprime, right? That's what happened with the downfall on Wall Street. What was that, 2008 or whatever that was? You know, so, and it trickled down the student loans because now they can't prove who owns them. So turns out to be a blessing for those that don't have to um, struggle to make ends meet. And also, um, a cop who shot and killed a 15-year-old Jordan Edwards 
has been indicted on murder charges. So we have to pray that this officer that killed 15-year-old Jordan Edwards is pronounced guilty. Okay, we have to really put that. His name is Officer Roy Oliver from Batch Springs. Okay, so Officer Roy Oliver fired multiple shots into a car, which struck and killed 15-year-old Jordan Edwards back in April. On Monday, Oliver was indicted by a grand jury for murder. According to reports, Oliver was also indicted for four counts of aggravated assault, one count for each person who was in the car with Jordan at the time. So he shot into a car with four individuals, this officer. The other individuals included his brother and two friends. So Oliver and Officer Tyler Gross was responding to a house party when someone reported there were drugs and alcohol present. There were no drugs and alcohol found. But soon after they arrived, the, office, the officers and the party goers heard shots. It was later found out that the shots were from a nursing home down the street. But Oliver ran outside and went for his rifle. At the same time, Jordan's group was trying to leave the party. Their car sped off, which led Oliver to follow into the car. Why would that lead him? To then follow, to you know, four black people in a car, let me follow them and shoot at them. Striking Jordan. Jordan was then rushed to the hospital later where he was pronounced dead. Originally, the police claimed that Jordan's vehicle was reversing toward Oliver, but that later found not to be true. So no date has yet been set for the trial. So when you pray, you pray that this officer, Tyler, and Oliver both go down as some semblance of justice. And also in officer news, a black Muslim police officer, a black Muslim police officer in Minnesota killed an unarmed white woman. So now will the Blue Lives Matter folk come to, come to his defense? Right? So this weekend news came out that an unarmed Caucasian woman was shot and killed by a police in what her family believes to be an unjust shooting. And that's horrible for her family. God bless them. Typically, whenever a police officer shoots and kills an unarmed African-American victim, Blue Lives Matter protesters and the American Nazi rush to support the officer, no matter what the circumstances. Well, this case is a little different. You see, the officer is black from Somalia and Muslim. So here's how the Daily Mail is reporting it. The 40-year-old was gunned down by Mohammed Noor, 31, the first He's the first Somali-American officer in his precinct. In a statement released by his attorney, the officer said he takes the family's loss seriously and keeps them in his daily thoughts and prayers. He came to the United States at a young age and is thankful to have had so many opportunities. He takes these events very seriously because, for him, being a police officer is a calling. He joined the police force to serve the community and to protect the people he serves. Officer Noor is a caring person with family he loves, and he empathizes with the loss of others are experiencing the statement read. The current environment for police is difficult, but Officer Noor accepts this as part of his calling. We would like to say more and will in the future. At this time, however, there are several investigations ongoing, and Officer Noor wants the respect and privacy to the family and asks the same in return during this difficult period. So he's saying it's difficult, and he killed somebody. Why are the police just shooting people? Like, aren't there other techniques? 
I remember a couple of years ago, some officers from Sweden were in, I think they were either from from Sweden or Austria, one of those two places. I want to say Sweden. And they were riding the New York City subway and something went down that was like violent and illegal. And they handled it on their vacation without guns, using some martial arts stuff (laughs) and got it together and took the guys to the nearest police. Everything is shoot to kill. You know, and it's terrible that this woman, whether she was Caucasian, Indian, Asian, you know, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. As if, you know, the president says nothing about it. It's as if this is let them just do whatever they want to do. And there has to be a stance taken at some point, at some point. And in further news, scientists hear a peculiar radio signals coming from a nearby star. Scientists are excited about peculiar radio signals emitting from a star 11 light years away. The signals are emerging from a dwarf star known as Ross 128, according to the scientists in Puerto Rico. Rumors of alien life on, on a nearby star has gripped social media despite the best efforts of astronomers to dispute such rumors. We realized that there were some very peculiar signals in the 10-minute dynamic spectrum that we obtained from Ross 128, said the post by Abel Mendez, director of the Planetary Habitability Laboratory at the University of Puerto Rico in Arecibo. Mendez said the signal was not radio interference. They are really trying to contact Earth. Mendez said the signal is not radio interference. They are really trying to contact Earth. We believe that the signals are not local radio frequency interferences, RFIs, since they are unique to Ross 128 and the observations of other stars immediately before and after did not show anything similar, Mendez said. Mendez also provided... um, also provided three possible explanations for the radio signals. They could be emissions similar to solar flares, he said. Um, They could be emissions from another object in the field of view of Ross-128, or they might be a burst from a high-orbit satellite. He said scientists using a different telescope array will try and observe the star for a second time on Saturday when a final determination will be made about the signals. I have a pina colada ready to celebrate if the signals could result in an astronomical nature, Mendez said. So they're pushing this directive, you know, and it's all over the scientific news about this signal that's coming out, you know. It makes you wonder about about the about the blue beams, right? And um what what and who and why the signal and this frequency interference understands frequency interferences. So what is interfering with our frequency? So hopefully, you know, we'll check it out and I'll get back to you next week and find out what happens on Saturday. And so a Baltimore cop, a Baltimore cop apparently caught on body cam planting drugs. 
footage shows officer placing drugs in the trash, goes out to the street, turns on camera, returns, and finds the drugs that he just planted. So footage released of a Baltimore police officer's body camera appears to show the officer planting drugs in an alleyway that reportedly led to the arrest of a man in January who still held on drug charges. In the video, three officers are standing in an alleyway before the one filming appears to place a plastic bag containing pills on the ground. He and the two other officers then return to the street where he turns his body camera on. So according to a series of tweets from the Baltimore Sun reporter Justin Fenton, body cameras record and save 30 seconds of video footage before activation. So before the activation even happens, it's getting that first 30 seconds, which explains why we have footage of the officer planting the evidence. After activating his camera, the officer could be heard saying, I'm going to check here before returning to the alley where he rummages around some garbage and finds the bag of pills in a can, which he holds up to the other two. So Perfect and the man charged as a result of the alleged drug planting has been held since January, unable to pay $50,000 in bail. Unable to pay. So Fitton notes that while a public vendor is alleging that video shows drugs being planted, it can be demonstrated that a recreation of the drug discovery, you know, it's, this is too much. It's been in jokes. You know, no one's taking the police seriously. And, you know, as, as a people, we have to stand up and, you know, talk to whoever's in charge of the police. Who's in charge of the police? Is it is it our counselors, our senators, our Congress? Who who does the police answer to? The mayor? The Department of Justice? There has to be some kind of concerted effort. Because the marches in the street are not working. Something else has to give. They're getting away with murder and then planting drugs on people. What's the point? We should not live in fear. We should live in love. We should live the way free people are supposed to live. And not police constantly. And on other news, these are four futuristic food companies that you should know about. Aero Farms is revolutionizing urban agriculture. Their tagline is greens are the hero, greens are love, greens are gratitude. So they're, they are proudly deemed the largest vertical farm in the world. AeroFarm is leading the way in optimism for the future of urban agriculture. Based out of Newark, New Jersey, AeroFarms boasts 70,000 square feet in one building alone, the largest of three, filled to the brim with trays upon trays of crops. They repurposed an old building, found a new use for used materials, and utilized very little water to grow their plants. Sustainability is their middle name. Their product strategy has been equally successful. Many vertical farms have yet to be more than a one-trick pony at a conference occupying the lobby of a corporate building or, or a hotel. What Aero Farms has done differently is to diversify where their product is available. Under a different label named Dream Greens, they sell their crops to local grocery stores. Vertical farming has now become a consumer product of the people, not only meant for fancy restaurants or community organizations. 
So arrow farms, you know, they're, that's a whole new way for urban agriculture. And for those that have the ability to pursue that, that's something that you may want to look into and look at their structure. Um, two, um, cultured transforms coffee flavors with cellular agriculture. So their tagline is breakthrough science, quality, craftsmanship, exceptional food. So fermentation products and workshops have popped up as the food trend in the last few years. But Eat Cultured takes a much more detailed approach than traditional methods. They use carefully chosen microbes to ferment coffee beans, creating a very delicious, very pricey cup of coffee. So they're, you know, microbes are being used to ferment coffee beans. It's a whole new level of the way the food is being made, you know, and the and there is technology being used with it and cooperation. And also Ripple claims to be the crown jewel of dairy-free milk. So their, ta- their um, tagline is let's have our milk and drink it too. So it's a yellow pea plant-based milk called Ripple. It has some of the best marketing in the business. It's frequently mentioned in a lot of articles online. That's how I heard about it. It's heavier in protein and less chalky than nut-based competitors. They differentiate themselves by not being afraid of the limelight. They boldly claim to have the closest experience to animal milk you'll have from a plant-based product. You know, so yellow pea plant-based milk called Ripple. And it's supposed to taste a lot like regular milk that comes from a cow supposedly and there's also beyond meat and that's making a big splash and their tagline is the future of protein so you have to know what you're eating out here so beyond meat um expands into mainstream market with the beyond burger thanks to a deal with safeway to position their products in the meat department Blending a default meat-centric diet with a more self-conscious one, the you know, the more levels the playing field and makes the choice to switch much more inviting. That's what they feel. You know, that, that um, this looking like meat, looking like ground meat um, will make people feel more at ease with switching. And so Beyond Meat is another solution to beef, you know, and it's a plant-based food. So that's something that ones can go and look into if that is within your diet and something that you want to incorporate in your health structure. And also to be aware when you're out, you know, having that cup of coffee, does this coffee, was it fermented with microbes? (laughs) And what they're doing to the natural beans, you know, technology is such a part and it's so ingrained in um, everything we do. And so ones need to just be aware. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology, lessons, and grace.
Blessings and grace. Now we're going to move forward into technology. This is what liberated the power of the Internet and why it matters. This is according to SingularityHub.com. The earliest Internet was built by the military, designed to help scientists around the nation gain access to those rare room-sized computers located at MIT, Stanford, and a few key institutions. Use of the early ARPA net was slow, cumbersome, and awkward. That is until Mark Andresen created Mosaic, the first widely accessible Internet browser, Mosaic. When Mosaic launched in 1993, there were only 26 websites. In 1994, there were 10,000. By 1998, there were millions. Mosaic, which later became known as Netscape, was a user interface moment. Overstand, user interface moment. A user interface moment is the instant when a technology goes viral. When a simple interface allows unfamiliar users to build revenue-generating processes on top of previously convoluted, inaccessible systems. Um, For example, the early Internet. Mosaic wasn't the only important user interface moment in recent history. Fortran. One of the first programming languages allowed average users to use complex IBM computers. The iPhone's app store allowed individuals to write programs 
that can instantly download into thousands, hundreds of millions of users' hands. Since just 2008, some 300,000 developers have written over 2 million apps that have been downloaded over 140 billion times. Developers on the Apple App Store generated over $20 billion in revenue in 2016 alone. So as an exponential entrepreneur, it is your job to look at the exponential roadmap ahead, overstand, and identify user interface moments. If you're not building them, learn to recognize them so that you can capitalize on them when the moment presents itself. So that's just something to really take into consideration, you know, if you have an eye for the next big thing, to really, you know, take the time and invest in that financially, you know, and with your time so that it can um, bring you wealth and peace of mind later because you followed that forethought that the Most High put in you. And on futurity.org, InterScatter, are contact lenses that talk to phones via Wi-Fi. So now the contact lenses will be talking to your phone via Wi-Fi. A new way of communicating lets devices such as brain implants, contact lenses, credit cards, and smaller wearable electronics talk to everyday devices such as smartphones and watches. This new interscatter communication works by converting Bluetooth signals into Wi-Fi transmissions over the air. So interscatter communication works by converting Bluetooth signals into Wi-Fi transmissions over the air. Using only reflections, an interscatter device such as smart contact lens converts Bluetooth signals from a smartwatch, for example, into Wi-Fi transmissions that can be picked up by a smartphone. Wireless connectivity for implanted devices can transform how we manage chronic diseases, hmm. says co-author Vikram Lyer. <laughs> His last name is Lyer, L-Y-E-R, an electrical engineering doctoral student at the University of Washington. For example, contact lenses could monitor a diabetic's blood sugar level in tears, and send notifications to the phone when the blood sugar level goes down. Due to their size and location within the body, these smart contact lenses are too constrained by power demands to send data using conventional wireless transmissions. That means they so far have not been able to send data using the Wi-Fi, the smartphone, and other mobile devices. Those same requirements also limit emerging technologies, such as brain implants that treat Parkinson's disease, stimulate organs, and may one day even reanimate limbs. They want to reanimate limbs. Reanimate limbs. The team of electrical engineers and computer scientists have demonstrated for the first time that these types of power-limited devices can talk to others using standard Wi-Fi communication. Their system requires no specialized equipment, relying solely on mobile devices commonly found with the users to generate Wi-Fi signals using 10,000 times less energy than conventional methods. So instead of generating Wi-Fi signals on your own, our technology creates Wi-Fi by using Bluetooth transmissions from nearby mobile devices such as smartwatches, says co-author Vasmi Tala, a recent doctoral graduate in electrical engineering who is now a research associate in computer science and engineering department. 
The team's process relies on a communication technique called backscatter. So interscatter and backscatter. Understand the words down power in that. They want to scatter the energy and the frequencies all around on the inner and behind you, which also allows devices to exchange information by simply reflecting existing signals. Okay? Because we are a signal. We are a signal. Understand the Wi-Fi all of that works through us and because of us. Because the new technique enables inter-technology communication by using Bluetooth signals to create Wi-Fi transmission, the team calls it inter-scattering. Inter-scattered communication uses the Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, or Zigbee, never heard of that before, Z-I-G-B-E-E, Zigbee radios embedded in common mobile devices like smartphones, watches, laptops, tablets, and headsets to serve as both sources and receivers for these reflected um, signals. So they're backscattering and interscattering, and they're going to have contact lenses talking to your cell phone, letting it know what's happening with your tears. <laughs> you know, they're finding all kinds of ways to just infuse every part of our existence with the technology. Observer.com, Michigan will build 25 self-driving trolleys in 2017. So the self-driving um, transportation is upon us, you know, public transportation, that is. In Michigan, they're going to build 25 self-driving trolleys in 2017. So self-driving cars leave people uneasy, but what about self-driving vehicles that take folks around places where traffic moves slowly? In city centers and tourist areas, vehicles never get up much velocity, especially not the ones that help multiple people get around, such as shuttles and buses. So they're going to have 25 of these shuttle buses um, carrying, you know, um, people all around the city. So what happens to those drivers, you know, those families of those drivers? You know, so if you're a driver out there, please take heed and look into other forms of income because the self-driving phenomenon is real and it's not going anywhere to pay insurance for self, you know, for self-driven buses, you know, and FICA and, you know, and, and, um, and unemployment insurance and have to deal with unions. So we have to prepare ourselves. And um, also tech firms want to detect your emotions and expressions, but people don't like it. This is a matter of human dignity and about what kind of environment we want to live in, writes Andrew McStay. As revealed in a patent filing, Facebook is interested in using webcams. Facebook is interested in using webcams and smartphone cameras to read our emotions and track expressions and reactions. The idea is that by understanding emotional behavior, Facebook can show us more of what we, what we react positively to in our Facebook news feed and less of what we do not whether that's a friend's holiday photo or advertisement. This might appear innocuous, but some consider some of the detail, in addition to smiles, joy, amazement, surprise, humor, and excitement, the patent also lists negative emotions. <laughs> the patent lists the emotions, possibly being read for signs of disappointment, confusion, indifference, boredom, anger, pain, and depression. 
is neither innocent nor fun. In fact, Facebook is no stranger to using data about emotions. Some readers might remember the the furor when Facebook secretly tweaked users' news feeds to understand emotional contagion. That when users logged into their Facebook pages, someone shown content in their news feeds with a greater number of positive words and others were shown content deemed as sadder than average. And this changed the emotional behavior of those users that were quote-unquote infected. So given that Facebook has around 2 billion users, this patent to read emotions via camera is important. But there is a bigger story, which is that the largest technology companies have been buying, researching, and developing these applications for some time. So 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 they're watching what we feel. Apple bought, Apple bought the company Emotions in 2016, a firm that pioneered facial coding software to read emotions. Microsoft offers its own cognitive services, and IBM Watson is also a key player in industrial efforts to read emotions. It's possible that Amazon's Alexa's voice-activated assistants could be listening for signs of emotions, too. This is not the end, though. Interest in emotions is not just about screens and worn devices, but also our, our environments. Consider retail, where increasingly the goal is to understand who we are and what we think, feel, and do. Somewhat reminiscent of Steven Spielberg's 20, um, 2002 film, Minority Report. You know, IQ Go, for example, measures facial emotional responses as people look at goods at shelf level. Okay? They have the IQ Go that measures facial emotional responses as people look at goods at shelf level. So what these and other examples show is that we are witnessing the rise of interest in our emotional lives, encompassing any situation where it might be useful for a machine to know how a person feels. Some less obvious examples include emotion-reactive sex toys. Emotion-reactive sex toys. The use of video cameras by lawyers to identify emotions and witness testimony. And in-car cameras and emotion analysis to prevent accidents and presumably to lower insurance rates. So users are not happy. In a report assessing the rise of of, um, emotion AI and what I term as empathic media, I point out that this is not innately bad, that there are already games that use emotion-based biofeedback, which take advantage of eye trackers, facial coding, and wearable heart rate sensors. These are a lot of fun. So the issue is not the technology itself, but how it's used. Now, this is not me saying this. This is the writer of this article. I think that they need to stay away from our emotions. There has to be a line in the sand. If I wanted you, what happened to never let them see you sweat? What happened to primal instinct, being able to read energy and just know what you know because you feel it in your soul? And you could look at a person and feel them and know the essence of truth by, by just witnessing it and being around it. I'm not going to look at my phone to see my friend's emotional frequencies. <laughs> you can look at their face and their eyes and see that. So they are, so this is new frontiers and new regulations. So what should be done about these type of technologies? So UK and European law is being strengthened, especially given the introduction of the general data protection regulation which has little to say about emotions, and there are strict codes on the use of personal data and information about the body. 
biometrics, especially when used to infer mental states, as Facebook has proposed to do. They want to infer mental states. So we have to be aware of the technology and the game that's being played mentally to keep you encompassed in the illusion of delusion. Understand? And so on defense1.com, facial recognition is coming to police body cameras. Even if the cop pulls you over, doesn't recognize you, the body camera on his chest eventually just might. Device maker Motorola will work with 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 some artificial intelligence software startup Neurala to build real-time learning for a person of interest search. It's called real-time learning for a person of interest search on products such as the S1 SI500 body camera for police, the firm announced on Monday. Italian-born neuroscientist and Neurala founder Massimiliano Versace Massimiliano Versace has created patent-pendant image recognition and machine learning technology. It's similar to other machine learning methods but far more scalable. So a device carried by the cop on his shoulder can learn to recognize shapes and potentially faces as quickly and reliably as much larger and more powerful computer. It works by mimicking the mammalian brain rather the way computers have worked traditionally. So it's mimicking the mammalian brain, the mammal brain. Versace's research was funded in part by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, under a program called Synapse. <laughs> Synapse, overstanding your brain. In, in a um, 2010 paper, the IEE Spectrum, he describes the breakthrough. Basically, a tiny kind of processes do the work of different parts of the brain, which is sometimes called neuromorphic computation or computation that can be divided up between hardware that processes like the body of a neuron and the hardware that processes the way dendrites and axons do. Versace's research shows that AI can learn in that environment and use a lot less code. Decreasing the amount of code needed for image recognition means a lot less processing, which means smaller computers needing less power can accomplish these tasks. Eventually, you get to the point where a computer the size of a body camera can recognize an image that camera has been told to look for or at least do a lot more of the learning required to make the match. This can unlock new applications for public safety users. In the case of missing child, imagine if the parent showed the child's photo to a nearby police officer on patrol. The officer's body-worn camera sees the photo. The AI engine learns what the child looks like and deploys an engine to the body-worn camera of nearby officers, quickly creating a team researching for one child. Motorola's Solutions Chief Technology Officer Paul Steinberg said in a press release, so Neurala and Motorola hope to demonstrate the capability um, shortly. So the body cams are going to have facial recognition, okay? And they'll be able to send out engines to all the different police for faces and all of that. We're on a next level reality. And ones have to be aware at all times. Lessons and strength. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology.
Introducing the one that's so broad you can't match it. The stash under the mattress, the secret, the destroyer of ratchet. The one they tuck away and try to hide. The one spitting that spy. The one with the presence you can't deny. Deniable collaboration. Queen bid. Suitable to run entire nations. But y'all keep having the same old conversations. Like we're real MCs, huh? A cool or DY. Stop playing. Now who would you say it is ill? Ain't real. Switching babies to kill. Anything for a deal. These record execs do anything for a feel. That's why we see so many. Perpetrators, no skills, not kids. Always shut it down where we be at. To recap, hip hop is heading wherever we at. You see that? The way that I maneuver through the track. But you knew it for a fact. I'm wrong, run it back.
Long before Sumeria existed, before Egypt had built Saqqara, before the Indus Valley nurtured, spirit lived in human bodies, dancing in high culture. The Sphinx knows the truth. We are much more than we know. We have forgotten. At one time, we existed on Earth in a very high level of awareness that was far beyond anything we can even imagine right now. We hardly have even the capability to imagine where we once were because it is so out of context with who we are now. The most important change was in the way we breathed prana, a Hindu word for the life force energy of this universe. Prana is more critical to our survival than air, water, food, or any other substance. And the manner in which we take this energy into our bodies radically affects how we perceive the reality. Alright, so a major point in the human body is the pineal gland. Located almost in the center of the head, it is a huge factor in consciousness. This gland has degenerated from its original size, comparable to a ping pong ball, to its present size, that of a dried pea, because we forgot how to use it a long time ago. So now, instead of taking prana through the pineal gland and circulating it, we started breathing it in through the nose and mouth. <laughs> this caused prana to bypass the pineal gland, and resulted in our seeing things in a totally different way, through a different interpretation of the one reality called polarity consciousness, or good and evil. The result of this polarity consciousness has us thinking that we are inside a body looking out, somehow separated from what's out there. This is pure illusion. It feels real. But there is no truth at all to this perception. It's merely the view of reality we have from this fallen state. Adapted from Dronvalo Melchizedek's The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life, Volume 1. Blessings and grace. Now we move forward into herbnology, which was contributed to by Brother David. Um, blessings to him, and asked me to talk about um, what do these letters, the word sound power of NPK mean in fertilizer, the plant nutrients, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. NPK stands for nitrogen phosphorus, and potassium, these, the, these three nutrients that compose complete fertilizers. So you will encounter the letters NPK, sometimes separated by hyphens, when reading the contents, the analysis, you know, that's on the product bag itself, printed on the bag of fertilizer. The description of the fertilizer may not expressly say NPK, it may simply be implied, but you will at least see a series of three numbers which correspond respectively to the nitrogen content, phosphorus content, and potassium content of the fertilizer. The soil that we grow in 
is important. If you're into soil, we have these vertical farmers now that are doing it inside of industrial buildings. You know, but we can't forget and not know the nutrients that need to be in the soil and the earth to produce what we need to produce so that we can be healthy. All right. So also implied is a percentage symbol after each number because each of the three numbers represents the percentage of that nutrient and the makeup of the fertilizer. So why is it important to know what NPK means? It's important to understand NPK because chemical fertilizers should not be used indiscriminately. Not all types of plants have the same nutrient requirements. And you can sometimes do more harm than good when applying chemicals haphazardly. For example, applying a fertilizer high in nitrogen, you know, will cause certain plants to put all their energy, overstand their frequency, into producing foliage at the expense of the flowers. If you don't have a good grasp on how well your soil is meeting the nutritional needs of a plant, you know, your best bet is probably to use compost instead of a chemical fertilizer or have your soil tested or use soil or, or um, find and use a slow-release fertilizer, which is less likely to harm plants to any great degree. So the NPK breakdown, what those plant nutrients actually do, you know, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, nitrogen promotes leaf development. Nitrogen is a major part of chlorophyll and the green color of plants. Okay, so too much nitrogen at the opposite end of the spectrum, gardeners sometimes encounter problems of nitrogen depletion. You know, so phosphorus plays a key role in the growth of roots, blooming and fruiting, which is why it's, a, why it's an essential nutrient for your plants in the spring. Okay, so potassium also plays a part in root growth as well as stem development. So, um, you know, and so phosphorus, you know, um, the product used to contain phosphorus, you know, phosphorus, they removed it for environmental reasons. Phosphorus was retained in their starter starter fertilizer. Um, However, because the phosphorus is essential to the root development of grass plants, you know, so what are balanced or complete fertilizers? Complete fertilizers are known as balanced fertilizers or simply NPK fertilizers. And they are called so because they contain the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, the big three in fertilizer ingredients. So a fertilizer listed as 10-10-10, for instance, would be a complete one. But one listed 10-0-10 would not be considered complete. So the middle zero indicating the absence of phosphorus in the product. So this should be referred to as an incomplete fertilizer. So um, note, however, that an incomplete fertilizer is not necessarily inferior to a complete fertilizer, which which is better really depends on the circumstances. If your soil already has an excess of one of the three nutrients in NPK, you can actually be harming some of your plants by adding more of it to the soil. So, which is precisely what you would be doing inadvertently by using a complete fertilizer. So that's why it's important to have your soil tested. So it's very important to have your soil tested. And um, one's to look into that and research that because we have to know how to farm organically on our own, utilizing the earth and using the knowledge of the minerals, you know, of the earth that's necessary for the growth and strength of ourselves and the plants so that the frequency, understand the frequencies that it gives off. Remember 20 to 27 hertz from organic foods, right? 
So we want to make sure that that soil and those roots have what it needs, you know, so that it can bring life to us. In Jesus' name, we're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and strength. Wave in the water. Wave in the water, children. Wade in the water. God's gonna trouble the water. Wade in the water. For long enough, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Get to work now.
control the mind of the young innocent. We are go burn them out, yeah. We are go talk it loud and proud, yeah. Them a come with them blur and them now put them more in a them part. We are go on them mode, yeah. We are go shout it loud and proud, yeah. Watch it. Run the wicked away, blessings and grace, as we move forward into the metaphysics of the moment. I look to the Essene and the gospel of peace, and specifically the holy stream. Into the innermost circle have you come, into the mystery of mysteries, that which was old when our father Enoch was young and walked the earth. Around and around have you come on your journey of many years always following the path of righteousness, living according to the holy law and the sacred vows of our brotherhood. And you have made your body a holy temple wherein dwell the angels of God. Many years have you shared the daylight hours with the angels of the earthly mother, 
Many years have you slept in the arms of the Heavenly Father, taught by his unknown angel. You have learned the laws of the Son of Man are seven, of the angels three, and of God one. Now you should know of the three laws of the angels, the mystery of the three holy streams, and the ancient way to, to traverse them. So you shall bathe in the light of heaven. And at last, behold the revelation of the mystery of mysteries, the law of God, which is one. Now in the hour before the rising of the sun, just before the angels of the earthly mother breathed life into the still sleeping earth, then do you enter into the holy stream of life. It is your brother tree, your brother tree, who holds the mystery of this holy stream. And it is your brother tree that you will embrace in your thought, even as by clay you embrace him in greeting when you walk along the lake shore, and you shall be one with the tree. For in the beginning of time, so did we all share in the holy stream of life that gave birth to all creation. And as you embrace your brother tree, the power of the holy stream of life will fill your whole body, and you will tremble before its might. Then breathe deeply the angel of air and say the word life. Then breathe deeply the angel of air and say the word life with the outgiving of breath. Then you will become the truth in the tree of life, which sinks its roots deep in the holy stream of life from an internal source. And as the angel of some warms the earth and all the creatures of the land and water and air rejoice in the new day, so will your body and spirit rejoice in the holy stream of life that flows to you through your brother tree. And when the sun is high in the heavens, then shall you seek the holy stream of sound in the heat of noontide. All creatures are still and, she, and seek the shade. And the angels of the earthly mother are silent for a space. Then it is that you shall let your ears hear the holy stream of sound. For it can only be heard in the silence. Think on the streams that are born in the desert after a sudden storm and the roaring sound of waters. As they rush past, truly, this is the voice of God. If you do not know it, for it is written, in the beginning was the sound, and the sound was with God, and the sound was God. I tell you truly, when, when, when we are born, we enter the world with the sound of God in our ears, even the singing of the vast chorus of the sky and the holy chant of the stars in their fixed rounds. It is the holy stream of sound that traverses the vault of stars and crosses the endless kingdom of the Heavenly Father. It is ever in our ears, so do we hear it or not? Listen for it, then. In silence of noontide, bathe in it. Let the rhythm of the music of God beat in your ears until you are one with the holy stream of sound. It is sound which formed the earth and the world and brought forth the mountains and set the stars in their thrones of glory in the highest heavens. And you shall bathe in the stream of sound and the music of its waters shall flow over you. For in the beginning of the time, so did we all share in the holy stream of sound that gave birth to all creation. And the mighty roaring of the stream of sound will fill your whole body and you will tremble before its might. 
then breathe deeply of the angel of air and become the sound itself that the holy stream of sound may carry you to the endless kingdom of the heavenly father where the rhythm of the world rises and falls. And when darkness gently closes the eyes of the angels of the earthly mother, then shall you also sleep that your spirit may join the unknown angels of the heavenly father. And in the moments before you sleep, then shall you think of the bright and glorious stars, the white shining far seen and far peace and stars. For your thoughts before sleep are as the bow of the scaleful archer that sends the arrow where he wills. Let your thoughts before sleep be with the stars. For the stars are light and the heavenly father is light. Even that light which is a thousand times brighter than the brightest of a thousand suns. Into the holy stream of light that the shackles of death may lose their hold forever, and breaking free from the bonds of earth, ascend the holy stream of light through the blazing radiance of the stars into the endless kingdom of the Heavenly Father. Unfold your wings of light, and in the eye of your thought, soar with the stars into the Father's reaches of heaven, where untold suns blaze with light. For at the beginning of the times, the Holy Law said, Let there be light, and there was light. And you shall be one with it, and the power of the holy light stream will fill your whole body, and you will tremble before its might. Say the word light as you breathe deeply, the angel of air. Say the word light as you breathe deeply of the angel of air, and you will become the light itself. And the holy stream will carry you to the endless kingdom of the heavenly father, where losing itself in the eternal sea of light, which gives birth to all creation. And you shall be one with the holy stream of light, always before you sleep in the arms of the heavenly father. I tell you truly, your body was made not only to breathe, eat, and think, but it was also made to enter the holy stream of life. And your ears were made not only to hear the words of men, the song of birds, and the music of falling rain, but they were also made to hear the holy stream of sound. And your eyes were made not only to see the rising and setting of the sun, the ripples of sheaves of grain, and the words of the holy scrolls, but they were also made to see the holy stream of light. One day your body will return to the earthly mother, even also your ears and your eyes. But the holy stream of life, the holy stream of sound, and the holy stream of light, these were never born and can never die. These were never born and can never die. Into the holy stream, even that life, that sound, and that light which gave you birth, that you may reach the kingdom of the heavenly father and become one with him even as the river empties into the far distant sea. More than this cannot be told, for the holy streams will take you to a place where words are no more. Even the holy scrolls cannot record the mysteries therein. We have to become one. We have to align the frequencies internally, externally, spiritually, Essentially, aesthetically, <laughs> and poetically, okay, overstand. You know, we just have to. We have to. Let it be said, let it be so. Aligned, you know, on high frequency 
resonation, you know, making everything revealed to us so that we can capture the moments and opportunities that lead to higher vibration moments. And let us get comfortable in those higher vibration moments because they can be uncomfortable because they're unfamiliar. Right? It's that fear of looking stupid. You know? How's it going to work out that you have to let that go and let it do what it do and ride the wave and reach for the most high? You know? And focus on those holy streams of light and sound and life Internally is where the most high resides. Internally is where we have to open our eyes. In Jesus' name, we're going to take a music moment, and we'll be back. Blessings and grace.
blessings and grace. I want to praise up the energies and the frequencies that created that beautiful sound and the sounds we've enjoyed. That was Kamasi Washington. Ask him. Just ask him. Ask the most high. Overstand. Karen Clark, I won't complain. Sister Aisha, King Selassie, I. Claire Angel, run the wicked way. John Nine, John Volo, Melchizedek, Ocean, Preach, Akua Naru, Boom Bat Back, featuring Sirach and Dynasty, Zaki Ibrahim, Draw the Line, Oshun, Not My President, Will Let Sion, Anywhere I Go, Nairobi Selah, Hookless, The Original, Georgia Ann Muldrow, The Key, Sister Iowa, Money and Pollution, Don Tillman, God. John Nine, Reverence. Earthology, the Whitefield Brothers featuring Bacha. Joyful Exaltations. Don Tillman, you can be who you want. John Nine, Legitimate. Blessings and Grace on joining me for another podcast of Women's Wednesdays. I've enjoyed and and just it's been so interesting exploring these these um these musings, these topics, you know, and sharing it with the ones. And I hope that it's um entreating you in the specialness and the sincerity in which it's given. In Jesus' name, I pray blessings and strength and grace to all within the listening ear. And God willing I'll be here next week. Blessings and strength.
one of them seed born of a dying need. I want you all to feel what really inspires me. I hold up the mirror so you're reflected inside of me. I write to give light to these rhymes. It just might be the kind of free nation. Pass the mic and I'll try to make a thinker out of an idling mind. They say I'm out of my mind and think we can be saved with music. I prove you wrong on my release date. See you on that Tuesday. I'll be with them vibes licking hope like them white cakes. Shaking, sleeping gods and hoping that they might wake. With heavy enough bars to rattle on the lightweight. How many times have I compiled you should take heed to allow your eyes to widen to the possibilities of freedom through a major melody set to minor keys? But here you have it, T.S. from the mighty star. Lord, to endow me again. 